Welcome to the When Wit Happens podcast. This is a podcast that helps you find ways to celebrate and live your best life, even when stuff happens. Now here's your host, Whitney West. So welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today I have a guest. We're going to be talking about all things self-advocacy um, and even more. But I have Gabby from Strawberry Curls, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi guys, um, my name is Gabrielle Allen. Um, I am a hairstylist and salon owner located in New Orleans, Louisiana. I am also a social media and beauty influencer um, who is kind of transitioning over to um, teaching people how to use Instagram to um, monetize and grow their platforms. So um, I'm just glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So I was on Instagram, you know, as I am wasting time most of my time. Mm-hmm. And I came across Gabby's story. And, you know, she was talking about um, a procedure she had and what she had to do basically to get it and how she had to be her own self advocate. And I know I talk to you guys about this a lot, because a lot of times if we're not really um, persistent about what we feel is really going on in our body, we can be ignored. You know, there's a lot of racism in the medical industry. There's a lot of gender bias. There's just a lot going on that as women and black women in particular that we have to kind of look out for in the interest of our health and our lives. So can you tell me a little bit more about the procedure or what you were feeling before you went to the doctor? Yeah. So, um, I have been um, heavy chested since I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. So this has always been an issue for me. But um, in about 2018, I got into a car accident and it left me with a herniated disc on my left side. And it just seemed like after that, everything just went into overdrive. Mm. Um, But prior to that, from ages like 13 all the way up to... Um, I guess you could say right before the car accident. So it was about 29, well, 30, age 30. um, I had always had back problems. And when I would go to the doctor, they would either say, hey, lose weight or just get a breast reduction or something like that, as if it was just that simple. Um, And growing up, um, my teen years said uh, money is always in a place of lack. You Mm -hmm. feel like everything is so expensive and everything can't be done. You know, I took the approach that I was going to just try to lose weight to save money um so I wouldn't get have to get the procedure done. It's like okay, well if I don't lose weight this then let me just try to lose weight to see what will happen. Um so at about age twenty two or twenty three I took up running, which was difficult for me because obviously I'm heavy chested, yes. um, <laughs> but I used to have to wear like, yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I can imagine. Um, and at first I thought I was just out of shape, right? Like I thought right. I was just lazy and out of shape. Or I was like, it'll get better, it'll get better. And it did get better. Um, I ended up going from a size 14 to a size eight. Um, mm-hmm. In about two months, I also changed my diet as well. But what I noticed was there was no drastic shrinkage mm-hmm. in my breast it was like by a little bit right so yeah. imagine doctors telling you you need to lose weight and then you get that small and the issue that you were doing it for still isn't resolved imagine mm-hmm. what that does to you mentally you know absolutely I, I definitely can relate to that with losing weight because that's another thing with black women in particular but just I think a lot of doctors just have this bias anyway about people with larger bodies. They automatically go to that mm-hmm. as being the issue instead of mm-hmm. anything else that it could be. So, yeah. Right, right, right. And nobody really told, like, the things that I was talking about on Instagram, um, nobody really told me, you know, mm-hmm. well, actually, nobody at all told me the differences. So it kind of put me in a place of where, okay, you're just, I mean, and it's going to sound crazy, because at the time that I lost all this weight, I was in, uh, and this was before keto was a thing. I was just eating, I could tell you my exact diet. I was eating chicken, corn, broccoli and eggs for breakfast, drinking water. And literally, that was it for two months. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was also doing, um, in, uh, not Instagram, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm getting my words mixed up. I was doing <laughs> Insanity in the evening yes. when I got off work. Because at the time I was working at McDonald's. I did Insanity when I got off at work. But at McDonald's, they gave you like a free meal. So I would always pick the salad. So every right. day, like this is literally my diet, right? Running three miles in the morning before I go to work. When I get off work, doing Insanity before I do anything else. And that was like my regimen for two months. So... Yeah imagine you know having an idea in your head okay you're not working hard you just have to work harder you just have to work harder and so that's when I got down to the size eight in like two months but yeah. when they still weren't, weren't where I wanted them to be it still made me feel inadequate if that makes sense yeah I know absolutely. it sounds crazy but it I did yeah, it's like, I think, especially um, in particular, a lot of my, the people in my audience have chronic illnesses. And so you feel like you're doing everything that you're supposed to do. And it just doesn't like happen, like nothing improves. And so you kind of feel like, is, is, is it me? Like, am I crazy? <laughs> am I doing still doing something wrong? Because you're just not hearing at that moment what you're supposed to hear. So I completely understand that. Right, 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 right. So it just, it it kind of became a thing of like, okay, I got down to this size eight. I've never been a size eight. So I guess we're just going to live here for a second. And maybe <laughs> yeah. once I, maybe I just haven't lost enough body fat for my breast to decrease in size significantly. Because in my mind, like when I got, and, and again, I didn't have like, I didn't have a, a size goal. I was mm -hmm. just trying to do what was best for my body, you know? Right. Um, and getting down, I didn't even know I got down to a size eight till I came home and my family was like, you are so small. And I, I really could not see it because all I could see was my breasts. I could yeah. not see anything. It wasn't until I got on clothes that I was like, wait, the 14 doesn't fit, the 12 doesn't fit, the 10 doesn't fit. Like, <laughs> it wasn't until I went shopping that I was like, whoa, I actually am small. Like, it was crazy. It, it, it is just crazy. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see it because if that if your focus in the losing weight has been like, okay, I need to get these breasts down, and they're not going anywhere, it's like, well, you know, you were getting smaller, but it's like, but my goal though is not right. doing anything. It's like, what? But wait a minute though, yeah, that's yeah, I can see how that could be like a mind trip. So like, from did you like talk to your doctors after that, or did you just kind of? go into doing any kind of research on your own to figure out what was going on or were you just kind of like you still needed to lose more weight so i i was pretty much like i still needed to lose more weight and at that time um I, like losing what i did lose kind of uh alleviated a lot of the pain but i still and i, I mean again yeah i'm 20 at the time i'm 23 22 years old you yeah, bounce back okay. from anything yeah, that yeah. <laughs> so it's like I've lost the weight. I've alleviated a lot of the things that was wrong with me. So I kind of just, even though I wasn't happy with my appearance, I still wasn't happy. I had more confidence. So I was just like, I tried to look at the positives. I was like, okay, you run three miles every day now. Like mm -hmm. that, that's crazy. You know, like that's amazing. You've never been able to do that. Like you do this. So I just tried to focus on the positives and I didn't really focus on you know doctors per se um shortly there afterwards um i started picking up a, a weightlifting habit um and that also improved my quality of life significant but also keep in mind i'm still in my 20s at this time so mm -hmm. i'm not really seeing any side effects of any of this like you know any of this weight being on me and how hard I was working out. Cause I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with insanity, but there's a mm -hmm. lot of jumping. There's a lot. Yeah. Of, there's so much, you, you know, it's so much. That yeah. It's the most. Insanity. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So, um, yeah, I, I just focused on losing more weight pretty much. Okay. So at what point did, you know, things start to get back to where you were having the pain and, and, um, you were kind of like, okay, I'm not going to be able to take this. Okay. So fast forward to when I got into my car accident. Um, mm -hmm. I, I would say 
maybe six, no, not even six months. Throughout the duration of the year of 2018, I was having some struggles, but it wasn't major to the point where I was like, okay, I need to get this surgery done. It was more so like it was irritating. Um, I, after the car accident, I got a massage therapist and I got a personal trainer um, to help me through it. So they really helped me make it through the pain. Um, and I saw a significant mm-hmm. difference when I didn't see them okay. um, compared to when I, you know, when I was seeing them. So they helped me get through the pain after the car accident. But um, I would say once I did not have access to them anymore, mostly in quarantine, okay, that's when it really went into overdrive. Um, but it was just like, you know, oh, I'm a, I could, you, you made it through all of that other stuff. You know, you can make it through this too. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it still wasn't. Even though I was saving money, not, I will say, <laughs> I was saving money for my breast reduction. Yeah. But I still, it still, it was like, oh, I'm going to get it this year. I'm going to get it that year. I was going to try to go through the insurance first and everything. And when that didn't work out, then I kind of was like, okay, so you have to seriously like stack for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. It was like you were doing those little things that were kind of keeping the the big thing away. Um, and then kind of the quarantine took that away from you. I was kind of, when I got my diagnosis, I, I ended up in like the hospital, um, which is what started my path. But I had been kind of like misdiagnosed with asthma and some other things. And so they were kind of like giving me one-off prednisone treatment. And that was kind of like keeping things at bay until like it just kind of all went awry. So I completely understand that. So you were kind of like doing enough with seeing those practitioners that your pain wasn't that crazy. So um, I so from following you on Instagram, I know you were saying like at a certain point you were waking up like in pain every day. Was that during the quarantine? Yes, yeah, so that was um that was actually before quarantine. Quarantine okay. just, like I said, sent it into overdrive. But since I'm a hairstylist, um right, right, right. I yeah, it kinda <laughs> exasperated everything and it kinda shined a light on, you know, how much of my back I usually use and how much of, you know, certain body parts that if I wasn't a hairstylist, it wouldn't even matter. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I mean, I've been full time behind the chair for years, but these issues have been always present with me. It's just right. that I was not using my body to the extent that I use my body now. So it's like a car accident. Um, now I have issues on my left side. Now I'm and I, I'm I'm very booked. I'm booked all the time. Like it's so much to the point where I can't even open my books. So I, I open my books every the first so like if it's january 1st i'm open uh-huh. february on january 1st because if i was to do it out there i wouldn't have a life i would be booked for the whole year and i can't manage my time like that right and my body definitely couldn't handle it yeah that absolutely that absolutely makes complete sense and I, I tell a lot of people like you you don't understand um how strenuous it is to just stand sometimes for long periods of time um, just alone and right, you're right. doing other stuff like you're reaching, you're stretch, like you're using like all these muscles that come into your back. Like when you're just massaging somebody's hair to wash it, like those that goes into your back muscles. It's like it's strenuous to do the small motions and then you're standing on top of it um, without any other kind of issues, chronic illness, heavy chested, like that. It's a strain on your body. Um, right, right, right. Yeah, a lot of people don't even realize those small things until they end up having to stand for a day <laughs> to do their work or something like that. So I can right. see how that could be strenuous. And I'm happy that you st- mentioned um, what you kind of do for you to help alleviate that because um, those boundaries are important because if you you know don't set those boundaries, then you're not able to do hair, period, because you've been worn yourself out. And that's not only a disservice to you, disservice to your customers. And then it's like, I, I've done damage to myself, you know? Right, right. And at the end of the day, once the damage is done, I mean, I can't do this line of work anyway. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it kind of dawned on me that it was like, if you don't do something about this, you're not going to have a career. 
<laughs> and it might be a little bit past just not being a hairstylist. Like you might end up, you, you don't know where you're gonna end up. So um, I had a conversation with my personal trainer and me and her have been together on and off for quite some time. Um, so she knows me very well. She knows where I came from before I had serious back issues to car accident to where I'm at now. So um, we had a conversation and I was just like, I just don't understand like why I, I've been pushing myself, you know, past mm -hmm. this pain. Why is that happening now? And she really kind of gave me a reality check. She was like, well, if you think about it, if you have been under, um, if you had large breasts since you were a teenager, you're 32 now, like that's about right. She was like, you have been putting your body under stress and strain. You exercise like a crazy person and you don't do normal, you don't do normal workouts. She was like, so this actually makes sense. She said, it's about the time that your body started breaking down. Like this is a good 15, 17 years mm -hmm. of you putting yourself under strain. So it's like, well, when I think about it like that, it actually makes perfect sense. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah, that that is because it's like, and then all you know is your normal too, right? So like, right. when you're growing up and you have heavy breasts and you feel like twinges, it's like, don't everybody else feel this too? <laughs> and like, you don't yeah, even realize it is crazy. <laughs> you mentioned that because I actually have four aunts who are heavy chested, and so me being heavy chested it's not like you came out of left field you know right um the only difference was i was always on the like as far as body i was always on the smaller side got it oh so it's like your proportion so it kind of like right. threw you off there okay right. yeah that makes sense so it's like you don't have that balance in everything else so it might be pulling on you differently um, right, right, you see right. Other people living with it, and it's like, okay, well, you know, they have large chests too, so maybe that's not it. You know, I feel you. Right, 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 right. That right. makes complete so. sense. So when you said you had mentioned that you um, considered going the route of insurance, mm -hmm. so and that didn't work out for you. So what were kind mm -hmm. of some of the roadblocks there? So um, one of the roadblocks was they kept putting me in a category with everybody else. I kept getting what I had been hearing my whole life, you know, lose some weight, lose some weight, lose some weight. So it was like, okay, there is way more to this than just losing weight. Obviously I've done that. Um, and it did not help to the extent that I thought it would. Right. So, um, one doctor even told me, and she was, she was actually my primary care doctor and I ended up leaving her shortly after mm. this, but, she was just like, your body fat, no, my BMI was at 3.5, I believe. She was like, it needs to be at uh, 3.3. Three. Mm. They're, they're not even going to entertain this conversation. And I'm just like, are you serious? Like, 0.5%? Like, is this a joke? Like, are you serious? And she was dead serious um wow so i was like okay right so now we're back to the weight weight thing now we're back to creating that self-consciousness about myself and everything and i'm like okay so what actually was the last i tried to go various routes um that was one of the roadblocks i kept hitting um i even tried to get like all of my practitioners from my massage therapist to my trainer and all of that to kind of i was trying to build a case yeah, but again, my doctor wouldn't even entertain it, so I was mm. just like, because they were willing to, you know, give me records and stuff like that because they all knew. Even my massage therapist, I've since switched to another one only because my other therapist retired. But okay. I had been with her before I became a hairstylist throughout the duration. So if anybody knew my body felt different, it was definitely her. Absolutely. You know. So she was like, yeah, no, this is a totally different. She said, you did not feel like this before. And I said, I know. So it would kind of be like she would massage me. And then if I missed a week or two with her, everything just like tighten right back up. And I'm, I'm doing yoga too. So it's mm -hmm. not like I'm dependent solely on, you know, her. I'm doing other things as well. So um, one of the things that... Um, 
one of the other, that was one of the roadblocks. And then what else? I found out like that through insurance, they basically try to low key tell you what to like, what size you can go down to. And they try to be picky about your doctor and who you're going to see. Yeah. So it was kind of like, yeah. Yeah. And I heard, like I've read a lot of horror stories because I'm in a breast reduction group. I heard a lot of horror stories about people who got, you know, they, they didn't have a choice but to go to this doctor and they were really unhappy with their outcome. So mm. that kind of made me suspicious too about it. I was like, so you mean to tell me we are going to go through hell and high water to get these people to cover it. And then they're going to try to tell me what I can be like, what size I can be. So that was also another turnoff. And I, and I, I don't want, you know, people listening to think that that's every situation, but I have heard a lot and I do mean a lot of situations like that. So that was another kind of like, uh, yeah, that's definitely something. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> something to look out for because it's like you want to be in control, like part of like being your own like self advocate is being in control of who you choose to like do the procedure, who you feel comfortable right. with, being able to choose what's best for you um, in that situation, right. and to then kind of have to done all this work to get this approval, and then to just be thrown to somebody uh, you don't know, right? Or, random. <laughs> yeah, and then like to get a size that you like. That's not what I was thinking. It's like, uh, where where am I? It's like you you. It throws you off balance. Right, 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 right. So that was another that was another roadblock I hit. So you know, after all of that, I was just like, you know what? We're just gonna pay for it. Like, forget it. Because mm-hmm. it's like my 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 train of thought was like. You finance anything else you want. You finance a house, you finance a car. So I became like overly determined outside of me saving money for the procedure and everything. I became like overly determined to find a way to finance this surgery if I had to. Because it, it yeah. had become just unbearable. I mean, my, and I said a little bit of the story on Instagram, you know, my back was swelling up um, and it was inflamed my entire left side. Um, I had got to the point before quarantine where I had my assistant uh, taping icy hot patches on my back uh, so mm-hmm. I could work. I would wake up in the morning and take ibuprofen, which also started to turn into GERD. Um, I... I would put a corset on to go to work and a back brace. Um, yeah, like my left foot would always hurt. So once I once we came out of quarantine, the first person who opened up was my chiropractor. And I just I was actually bedridden for three days during quarantine. Wow. My mom and my yeah, my mom and my sisters had to take care of me. Um and it got so bad that my mom was really kind of afraid for me to do much. Because it's like one of those things, right? If you don't work out, you make it worse. But working yeah. out is also painful, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, once my chiropractor opened back up, she was the first person I saw. And she did cupping on me and an adjustment. And I did that for like six straight weeks. Um, and as more things started to open up, I ended up in physical therapy. My doctor referred me, my new doctor <laughs> referred me to physical therapy. Um, so I was doing that twice a week. Then I picked up my trainer again. When she opened up, I was going to her twice a week. And then I was seeing my massage therapist once a week. So chiropractor, massage therapist once a week, personal trainer twice a week, physical therapy twice a week, all while still going to work once things open back up. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> It is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is. So yeah, that was uh, an experience. So I, I can see how like having to like, you had to do all of that to the point where you're like having to have somebody put those patches on your back and wear your corset and all of that. You're like, yeah, it's it's past the point where you have to decide to go ahead and pay for this out of pocket. It's like, I, I have to right. get this done. Hey y'all, this episode is brought to you by the R&B group, Three Alphas. 
three alphas consists of Corbin, T3, and Mr. West, all friends and members of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Three Alphas reintroduced real R&B to the music industry. Their debut album is powerful, raw, and message heavy, and it's called Dysfunction. The 13-track album features atmospheric beats, catchy melodic elements, raw instrumentation, and grasping vocals. Make sure you check it out. So what was the process like for you going at it, like paying for it on your own? Was it just like, was it just easy to get it set up at that point when you were like, I'm paying out of pocket. So (laughs) yeah, so that was the crazy part, right? So all of these hoops and tricks and um, circus moves I had to do for doctors and stuff to try to get through insurance. When I found my surgeon, it was like night and day. Like I was asking her all of the questions that I was asking my doctor and other people. And it just simplified everything for me. Like I was like, do I have to lose weight? She was like, no. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. I was like, so are there any other things? I said, so my body mass index doesn't matter. She was like, no. I was like, okay. She was like, look, if you want to lose weight, you can. She said, but if you don't want to, you're fine. Like, I'm like, okay. I said, so can I choose my size? She was like, yeah, sure. What size do you want to go down to? You have pictures? And I was like, yeah. So I was like, weird, right? I was walking around with, like, I started Googling C-cup breasts. And I'm walking around with <laughs> pictures in my <laughs> pictures in my phone of, like, random boobs, right? And I was like, yeah. man, I hope nobody sees this. Because this is, right. this just, I like, this does not look right. So as a matter of fact, I had a client and I was trying to show her a picture of another client's hair and I swiped and the boobs were there, right? And I just kept swiping. I never even said anything. And she didn't say anything. I was just like, man, we're just going to act like that didn't happen. You know, we're just going to move on with life because, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like a really imagine. awkward I'm trying to think, like, how would you even be like, uh, so. Right, <laughs> right, right. That, though. <laughs> yeah right oh man yeah so when I met her and talked to her she made me feel very comfortable she made like I I immediately knew like this is my doctor like I don't care what else happens this is my doctor um you know she offered me at the time she was at um she was at a practice she's since started a practice of her own but they had like limited pay they had payment options but they were kind of limited like one of them was like a medical credit card that you could get and I got approved for it, but then like six months later, they like cut my spending limit by like $2,600. And I was like, why? You know, because I immediately got approved for it and I gave them the deposit. So like there's a deposit for my surgery to secure that rate. So I gave them the deposit using the car and then they cut my rate. And then they cut my um limit. So that, another roadblock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, so what are we going to do now? Like, you know, in me going into problem-solving mode, I was like, we're just going to have to grind this out. We're going to have to work harder. We are going to have to stack money, you know, like we have never stacked before. <laughs> like, I'm just, yeah, because it's like, this has to happen. Like, now, I actually met my doctor before we went into quarantine. So, okay. you know, I had that consultation and everything with her before we went in quarantine. So I had an idea of how much the surgery was going to be already. So when everything shut down, it kind of, it was, I'm not going to lie, it was very discouraging because yeah. I already knew, like, that was the, that, that was going to be funding this surgery, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. lo and behold, and I still, I still 100% believe, like, this was a blessing from the Lord. Right when uh, we came out of quarantine, I contacted her as soon as her office opened and she actually had started her own practice. Now, the benefit for me with that was because she had started her own practice, she expanded her uh, financial options. So now a medical loan was available for me. So I was like, this ain't nobody but the Lord. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, 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 that just happened. There, there, there's yeah. no way. There is no way. So 
once, you know, the same day that they told me about the financing, I immediately applied and I got approved for half of it, but I had the other half in savings already because Ooh, I was look stacking. At that. Yeah, I was stacking before we shut down. So I was just like, I gave her, you know, I did everything for the loan application. They sent her the money and then I sent her the rest of the money and we set a date and and a date actually happened. I was actually planning for February of 2021, mm-hmm. but the way the financing was set up, I had to lose it in like 90 days or something like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like 90 days. So I was like, okay. And I called her and told her and she was like, okay, these are the dates that we have in October. I said, it doesn't matter. Whatever date that you have is the date that I'm taking. She was like, well, what about work? I said, I work for myself we will make it work like it does not matter whatever it is she was like okay all right um we set up our, the pre-ops and which was like a month before and then you know on october 14th is the day that i officially had my surgery oh wow i i really applaud you for your tenacity with everything oh, thank you <laughs> because it's like so much stuff could have you know stopped you from pursuing and i know it can be frustrating especially when you're dealing with a medical issue and you just keep hitting roadblocks and it can just kind of defeat you mentally, emotionally, and physically. And just to know that like when quarantine happened, not only did it exacerbate the pain you were having, it shut down your ability to do hair and make money. So it's like double fold. And it's like, you know, after all the pre-work you had been doing, but like you still persevered. And I'm I'm so proud of you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You Thank you. Yeah. So that yeah, that's amazing. So how have you felt since getting the surgery? Oh my God. And I I feel like a broken record because I tell <laughs> my clients this all like some of my clients have been coming back like, you know, and you know, they had their scheduled days. So all of them knew that I was getting the surgery done because they knew mm-hmm. about my back problems and everything. I feel like a broken record. But I tell all of them, I had no idea y'all was living like this. Oh. I had no idea. <laughs> like, I had no idea life could be this easy. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I feel robbed and I feel cheated <laughs> because I had no idea that it could be this easy. Like, I don't even think about my breasts no more. It used to be a constant thought. I don't even think about them anymore. And it's crazy because I was like, I just feel cheated. I feel cheated <laughs> for a significant part of my life. Like and nobody all these told years. me. <laughs> like, seriously. Nobody told me. Lord have mercy. Nobody. It's like you, you, you haven't, you not having feelings anymore that you thought was just normal. You're like, I didn't even know I felt like that until I don't right. feel like that no more. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's normal to not thinking about, like, to not think about your breasts. Like, my breasts are a topic of conversation at my salon. It's weird, right? But yeah. <laughs> like, it, it really is. But they know what I mean. They didn't know about the icy hot because I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of kept that a part away from them. But I mean, they obviously saw me in a corset, and they saw me with a back brace on. Like they saw these things. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, they saw me sit down when I'm doing somebody's hair because I just couldn't take the pain no the more. Pressure, you know. Yeah. They saw me like take my shoes off and walk around barefoot in the salon because it just felt so much better than having certain type of shoes on. You know, they saw all of this. Mm-hmm. So they knew, you know, something. A lot of my clients, the vast majority of my clients have been coming to me for over um, two and three years now. So it's not like they're strangers. You know, I don't have like, yeah. you know, new people coming in and saying, oh, who, you know, what is this weird?" You know, like they, yeah. they know, you know, so it, it's just, it's just life has just been so much different. Um, I re- I'm two months post-op, so my doctor recently approved me to start running again. And that has mm-hmm. been like amazing. Um, I feel like I can run 10 miles compared <laughs> to before. Yes. Okay, like, <laughs> like, it's, it's like- I, it, it feels so easy. Yeah. You don't have to like strap yourself all the way down, down. I, like that's down. the that's the thing i hear with women with big breasts a lot of times it's like you gotta wear sometimes a regular bra and then a sports bra and then something mm-hmm. else and then they, they still jumping right 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 it was a wow. lot yeah it was a lot and having to wear one bra and they actually just sit there <laughs> it's weird for me too 
Oh my goodness. Like, it's, <laughs> it's super weird for me. Cause I'm just like, I just had no clue it could be this easy. Wow. I'm I will I'm happy that <laughs> that you're here. Welcome to the the, the smaller breast committee. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Over here. Oh, you can feel, were Thank you sleeping? You. Were you sleeping in bras too? No. So I okay. at one point okay. I was, but I had kind of given it up a little bit. Okay. I don't know if that made things worse or better, but yeah, I had given it up. Um yeah, I know some people so, do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it I mean it's it's just a it's different on this side. I I feel so free. That's good. So it's like everything you went through through was worth it. Um absolutely. That's so good. That's so good. But I just kind of wish so like actually my doc my doctor diagnosed me after my surgery with a condition um, called mm. gyromasia, right? Um, and my surgery was actually supposed to be four hours. It ended up being seven hours. And oh, it wow. took seven pounds. Yeah, they took seven pounds off me as well, like in my breast alone. So when I came to, like, all of the nurses just kept talking about it. They kept talking about it. They kept talking about how, how it was so much and all this other stuff. And I'm in a, I'm in a, this is a cosmetic surgery place. So I'm just thinking to myself, like, why are y'all talking about it? Don't y'all see this all the time? Like, all the time? Y'all shouldn't be like, yeah, like, y'all shouldn't be like floored like this. Like, what is this? So when I went for my follow-up appointment two days after my surgery, my doctor was just like, I asked her, I was like, so, um, all of the nurses keep talking. I was like, why is everybody making this such a big deal? She was like, we don't see cases like yours often. She was like, this is not something we, that's common. Like she was mm. like, we haven't seen this in like, she was like, it was so much. She was like, it wasn't just that it was thick. She was like, it was dense too. It was a lot. She was like, that's why the surgery took so long. And she kind of didn't want to tell me about the condition because she didn't want to scare me. Mm-hmm. She told me after the fact, which I appreciated. Yeah. Because, you know, I would have been obsessing over it, like Googling it and stuff like <laughs> this. So when, I, when I told my mom, my mom was like pretty pit. Uh, well, angry. I'm sorry. I don't know if I could say words <laughs> yeah, like that on your you podcast. I'm you sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, my mom was like pretty pissed because she was just like, you've been going to doctors and everything your whole life and nobody ever brought this up she was like why didn't anybody bring this up you know um they just kind of chalked it up so oh you just have you just get a brush reduction just get a breast reduction but the difference between gyromasia and other you know somebody just having big breasts is our breasts are made of fat and they're made of breast tissue and a lot of lots of people have more of one ratio than the other so okay. when you have breast fat right Working out will get rid of it because it's fat. It's it's the fat. It's just what it is. But if you have mostly breast tissue, which I had, one of the telltale signs is that when you lose weight and your breasts don't get smaller, well, you know what you have then. And Mm. that does not come off no matter how much you work out, no matter what you do, it has to be surgically removed. So with gyromastia, it's excessive growth, breast tissue growth, that's triggered by hormones. So mine was triggered in puberty. Oh, okay. Yeah, so as soon as I hit puberty, it was like, bam, it just went into overdrive because I had this condition that I didn't even know about, that I didn't even know was a thing. You know, so I'm just thinking, oh, it's hereditary, you know, um, my my grandmother was heavy chested. Then again, my aunts are walking around; they're heavy chested. You're just like, okay, well, you know that makes sense. I mean, it is what it is. But again, my the the size of my body did not make sense for the size of my breast. Right. So we had no idea this was a condition. They didn't even know this could be a thing. So like yeah. the triggering of the hormones is what makes it what it is. The the gyromastia. Um. So my hormones contribute because when I tell you I have never been in an A cup don't even remember it I was in a like don't I don't I have no memory of that um I went straight to a C cup by the time I was 11 and Mm. by the time I was what 13 or 14 I was a double D and by the time I was 17 I was a triple D um and actually when I got this surgery I was way bigger than a triple D or any of that I just didn't know so uh, I had to be about a GRH by that time. So Ooh, it, it was oh, just, okay. yeah, yeah. 
So it's like doing all the intense workouts that I was doing and um, everything, it really strained my back over time because it, this was tissue. This was not anything that I could do to get rid of this without surgery. And literally not a soul told me that. I didn't know about the breast tissue difference until I really, really started to like delve into the, um, the, uh, what you know, the research of it. Because even if you Google mm -hmm. breast reductions and stuff, right, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but the research is very limited. It's very yeah. limited. Um, I was in this, I don't know how I found this Facebook group, but I was in this Facebook group for tummy tucks. Now, mind you, I have no interest in the tummy tucks. So I don't know why I was. I think I was just looking for people who are getting cosmetic procedures done mm -hmm. to see how they were funding it. So I think okay. I asked in the group, hey, does anybody know of a breast reduction group? Because I had Googled it. I had searched Facebook. All of nothing was coming up. And I was like, does anybody know of a breast reduction group? And somebody responded with the link to the group. And once I joined the group, it was just like, I have found my tribe. Mm. I have found people who understand exactly what I'm going through. Like it was crazy and watching everybody post like their before and afters and posting like their little bikini outfits. <laughs> this is how my body looked before the surgery. This is what's happening after the surgery. Like constantly, like nonstop. So they're like, now, now this is on my feet. So then I started asking other questions like, hey, is anybody having trouble working now? Or hey, um, does anybody lose weight like their breasts? Has anybody successfully uh, lost weight and lost their breasts or whatnot? And then people started chiming in and telling me the difference between breast tissue and fat. And they were even backing it up with diagrams and links mm. and all of that stuff. So I'm like, my mind was blown. Right. Okay, like my mind was blown because I'm like, okay, I go to the doctor. I try to get it done through surgery. You tell me I have to lose weight without even examining to find out. And one of the ways you could know is if you get a mammogram or ultrasound, it'll show what you have. But I even tried to get a mammogram. And they were like, oh, you have to be over 40 to get that. Yeah. So it was like in every aspect. I didn't, at the time, I didn't know about the ultrasound. But in every, I'm constantly getting hit with roadblocks. But when somebody say like a telltale sign is if you lose weight and they don't go anywhere. And like, I think about 20 other women chimed in and was like, yeah, that's me. That's me. That's me. They were like, yeah, you have breast tissue. Like, that is a telltale. Yeah, wow. That was like, yeah, definitely ring all the bells right there because, like, that's right. exactly what happened to you. So right. that makes complete sense. And that's why I like to talk to people like this because there could be somebody listening who has the same thing happening and has no idea that that could be a thing because it's like right. – who would know? You know, you, you hear that message and it just lose the weight, they'll go down or you're just expecting them to stay a certain size. But the, to know that the composition can make a difference in your options lets people ask mm -hmm. the right questions then when they go to the right. doctor. Wow. Right. And not so, only ask the right questions, but it gives you, it makes you feel more empowered about what mm -hmm. to do. Because mm -hmm. having this idea in my head of it's just fat, had me like working out like crazy trying to get rid of them That's but had true. i known mm. about the difference between fat and breast tissue i would have i would have first of all i would have been saving to get <laughs> yeah okay? That's the first part. And i would have taken a, a completely different approach a long time ago. Yeah. That's so interesting. And do you do, did your doctor say whether like does that condition, like, I will, you probably wouldn't even still want to go the insurance rate if, route if they were going to suggest the practitioner. But um, I wonder if having that diagnosis helps them cover it quicker. But you just never know with insurance. Um, you don't. And then it was do. after the fact. Yeah, it was, it was after, after the, the fact. fact yeah. So, wow. So, do you have to, since it's hormonal based, like, is, is there a possibility that the tissue will come back? So she said, she actually said there's a better possibility of me getting hit by a car. Oh, um, <laughs> she said that it's like, what, uh, if there was a drastic hormonal change, like pregnancy or something like that, she said it could come back, but nothing like it was. 
But okay. see, the difference now is I feel empowered. I know this about myself now, mm-hmm. right? So it's like if I was to, for whatever strange reason, get pregnant, okay. um, I could, I could, I could have you know mentally prepare myself and say, okay, if there is a possibility that this might trigger a hormone growth and you might want to save, you might need another breast reduction. Because at this point, I'm not opposed to paying for another. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, absolutely would, would do it. So I feel way more empowered now than I did yeah. before. That's so, yeah, that's so insightful because it's like now, because you know it, know your body better, you know what to look out for and it's not going to be a shock to you because right, you know right, and right. you're aware and you can prepare. So right. um, I think that's also really important because um, I think a lot of people who have medical issues kind of get discouraged, but they mm-hmm. don't let the knowledge that they have empower them to be able to prepare, whether that's financially, um, like you mentioned, or mentally and emotionally, because you know the possibility of what can come um, right. in terms of that. If, if I do have a hormonal change or when I go through menopause or whatever, will this happen and you can kind of start to fight at least financially prepare and emotionally prepare for, you know, what could happen. I think that's an important part of standing up for yourself and taking ownership of what's actually going on with your body. Right, right, right. That's so good. I'm so thankful that you came on here today and share this with everybody. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I mean, I just feel like, I I didn't have this, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, when I was looking for answers and when I was in pain, I just, it's crazy because you feel like you're, you're failing. (laughs) You feel Mm. like you're failing, you know, and as African Americans, you know, we are some of the hardest working people on the face of the earth. So like when you're giving your all to something, trying to find a a comfort, to a conclusion and find trying to find a resolution to it and it's not working it heavily weighs on you you know mm-hmm. because it's like i'm i'm like i'm i i know i'm capable of um getting over this hump it's just constant roadblocks and everything but i never took my eyes off the prize because i was just like this is this isn't um just something i want it's affecting my quality of life mm-hmm that's so, so yeah yeah that's yeah that's so that's so empowering it's like you you have to say like this is this is this could change my life if i don't act on it like in not in a positive way like right so you really have to go there and do the work and then it's great for you to to be able to speak on it and help other people who were in your position or who are now in your position, um, who were in the position that you were in so that they could make the best decisions for themselves. So thank you for being open, you know, about everything that has happened um, and being willing to share that experience. So I want people to go out and follow you um, everywhere and connect with you. Um, Can you share where people can follow you and get in contact with you? Yeah, sure. So um, Instagram is probably your best bet because Instagram has all of my contact info. Um, <laughs> Strawberry Curls with the I, not a Y. So it's S-T-R-A-W-B-E-R-R-I-C-U-R-L-S. Um, I have um, my email located on that page as well. Um, yeah, that's actually, that's actually going to, oh, and I'm on Clubhouse too. Same, oh, yeah. <laughs> same name. <laughs> Oh, yes, Clubhouse. Clubhouse. With an I, not a Y. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite platforms now. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, um, I'm on YouTube. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. I recently joined TikTok under the same name, except it's the Strawberry Curls on TikTok. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm pretty much available, um, you know, when I'm not in my salon for, like, any questions. I would be happy to help anybody who is going through. I mean, I don't, obviously, I don't have all of the answers. Mm-hmm. But as far as resources, if they need help with that um, and are seeking a breast reduction, I have no problem sharing, you know, when I see the messages because I do get a lot of messages on Instagram. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. 
I'm sure you do, but that and that's also like a segue into the fact that you said you were you were kind of transitioning into also helping people with their social media as well. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm currently writing an e guide, an ebook, um, on how to grow your Instagram page and how to also make money from it because I was a blogger and a YouTuber before I was a hairstylist. So I was mm-hmm. doing that about 10 years. I started when I was like 21. Um, I was doing that about 10 years before I actually got behind the chair um, okay. as a natural hair YouTuber and blogger. So I grew my following and everything from that, like starting off there. Um, and it's just that Instagram. I mean, lately, I just, I'm not even gonna lie, I've been dominating my Instagram page. It has been <laughs> phenomenal. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah. I, trans- I transitioned all of my clients, well, all of my follow, a lot of my followers to clients. Um, and for the first five, what, five years, I was not making money blogging at all. Okay. Um, so I, you know, it eventually starts to monetize everything, my Instagram page and other channels. So in my e-guide, I'm going to show people how to not make the mistake I did and be popular and unpaid. I'm no longer pop. I'm, I'm popular and paid now, but right. <laughs> before I have lived that popular and unpaid life and it's not cute. So the aim of my book, um, my e-guide is to show, show people how to monetize the Instagram page um, and as, grow it as well. Yes, uh, girl, people need it. Um, and believe me, y'all, her Instagram is popping. I'm forever seeing her post on my timeline. And you know how hard it is for people to show actually show up on timelines. But I'm always looking. And she's always good tips and tricks and like to get great engagement on your post. So if that's something you're interested in, then Gabby is your girl for that too. So again, thank, thank you so so much for joining us and everybody make sure you go out and follow her so that you can see all her content on natural hair and also if you have any questions about getting a breast reduction thank you so much gabby thank you thank you for having me thank you for listening to when wit happens you can find whitney living her best life at thewhitneywest.com and at the Whitney West on social media. Subscribe and follow for updates. Until next time, keep living your best life.